Hi, Maya. Hi, Maya. Hiya. So thank you so much for joining us. For anyone who may not know of you and your work, do you want to just give us a little bit of an intro? So I have done modelling and activism for my skin condition, which is called epidermolysis villosa. But most people just say EB because it's easier than trying to get that mouthful out. So I've been doing that for a couple of years. So I do a lot of like campaigns and like a lot of Instagram work to do with like promoting body positivity and living with disabilities. I think definitely when we were kind of thinking and talking about this series, it was really important to talk about disability. And I really kind of admire, that's a weird word, but like the way that you kind of incorporate body positivity into disability activism is really interesting to me, especially as someone who has like a invisible condition. But obviously that still manifests in physical ways, which I think is like a big misconception. Yeah. When people think of disability, they think it's like one thing when really like chronic illness disability is so many things. Yeah. So what made you kind of want to enter this space, especially modeling and the fashion industry is so hard and shitty. So yeah. <laughs> what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of made you want to do that? Oh, it's kind of a, it's a like long-winded story so I'll try and like make it into a shortened version but when I was younger I was really like slim and tall and my skin was really clear back then so I only had like marks on just my elbows and like my knees so I used to get scouted all the time to do modeling but then you'd get to the agencies and they were sort of a bit like oh you've got something wrong with you but I used to get scouted so often that it got to a point where I was like well, I don't think it was something that I actively wanted to do. It was sort of something that I came across. And after my skin got bad, I realised that I could incorporate the modelling opportunities that I was getting into something that meant something to me rather than it just being a like standard model. I realised that I could use the opportunities I was getting, but to promote something that was really important to me and something that I wish that I'd seen when I was younger so I think that was my main like drive was to be the person in that industry that I didn't have when I was younger Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and I think it's an odd one because obviously body positivity has exploded so much since Instagram and like the last I don't know maybe five to eight years but as someone who yeah, is like chronically ill, also fat, whatever, it often disabilities, visible or non-visible or whatever, are always kind of left out of that or they're incorporated in a very, very minor way. Like we're not really seeing the same sort of conversation around disability and disability activism and ableism as we are in terms of every other thing, like be that homophobia or fatphobia or transphobia or racism, of course. It's just not as widespread, in my opinion. Why do you think that is? I think people are scared of it. It's not something that they understand. I feel like body positivity is something that's so easy to sort of find a way into. As in, you could sort of have anything and use whatever that is and... I think with disabilities, because people don't understand it, it doesn't get spoken about as much and in the same way, because it's so hard to explain. 
I get it in my brain. I suppose that's part of it, isn't it, as well? Just that, like, it is hard to explain. Yeah, I find that it's quite hard to get able-bodied people or even just people with different disabilities or whatever to understand when I don't even really understand the logistics of my own condition in a in like more of a like scientific way I don't have a clue Mm -hmm. so how do you explain and also everyone's condition is different I think it's too complicated for people to understand therefore it's too hard to incorporate it into the body positivity because it opens up so much more and sometimes that's not quite as much work as people want to do Mm -hmm. it's easy to do something simple it's like chicken and the egg syndrome isn't it (laughs) like we don't talk about it because we don't understand it which just perpetuates it over and over again like we don't see these people and then it just kind of gets worse and worse if you know what I mean so it's so interesting what you're saying about how like there's no real conversation around it like what you said earlier it's because people are scared so almost to the point where like I suppose anyone in their lifetime could have to change their life to live with a disability but like we just aren't talking about any of them and do you think that's because people are scared because they don't know what to expect or like they just the unknown isn't it it's it's when you don't understand something it is scary it is and I guess with bits of conversation going on I think some people don't want to talk about it because they're worried about saying the wrong thing as well so there's that side of it I guess so the people that want to maybe aren't talking about it either because they don't want to say the wrong thing I think we live in a world where it's so easy to say the wrong thing and do the wrong thing so I guess it's sometimes it's easier to not to not say anything yeah. yeah which is not the right thing but I don't know I guess it's just the world that we live in at the moment it's kind of interesting as well like I was wondering from the perspective of someone who has their photo taken for example do you ever feel odd about the fact that like often you're cast for like diversity campaigns as opposed to just like campaigns yeah that's something that actually I no longer do most of the time because I found that it was about 2017 maybe I was getting a lot of job offers a lot of modeling jobs that were all I don't know if you remember but about three years ago every clothing brand went through a phase where every single one decided to do a variation on the diversity campaign and I found it Mm. very I don't know what the right word to use is but I found it very sort of fake and it, it I mean it was tokenism yeah. I guess but like it was difficult because it was like people with any sort of differences do they take part and be part of that sort of something that they don't 100% agree with and not get it out there like not show themselves to the world or do you look at it at a deeper level and say I'm not willing to like be involved in something that isn't genuine so I think I did a lot in that first year and then I realized that it was sort of defeating the object of what I was trying to promote as every job that I was getting was skin related that's something that I found as well but with writing like as soon as you say one thing or like you do your first shoot for example it's very hard being put as 
not that I was like a poster girl, that's really like, overblowing <laughs> it, but as in there's such a responsibility on marginalised people to be the voice of that issue and not just like live it. Yes. So it's like, I found it very overwhelming, for example, after I'd written a couple of pieces about my Crohn's that I'd then be having like lots of messages or I'd only get asked to write, write about that. And it's part of the problem in that we are not seeing disabled or chronically ill people as whole people. We're just still seeing them as their conditions, which is like the opposite of diversity, if you think about it, because you're just singling one thing out and being like, you are that person and that's it. That's exactly what I have a problem with as someone that was only getting jobs related to that. So I stopped doing anything for about a year because I felt like I wasn't really being true to what, I'd started out trying to do and my big thing is we are more than our difference we are more than our disability we are more than our skin whatever but then if everything I do if every job that I take is focused on my skin or my disability then that defeats the object of what I'm trying to promote because I am a lot more than that I'm still a person like I I have more to offer than just showing you my skin mm-hmm. and being another disabled person that you sort of get on board so that you have a diverse group of people. It's always through this kind of like lens of able body pity, like, oh, look at what this person has learned to love or like learned to overcome or is proud of. Whereas I like, would feel uncomfortable with that do you know what I mean like that's always kind of the gaze that's passed on it and I think part of that comes from the fact that like if we're talking about disability advocacy uh chronic illness advocacy it's always or mostly I should say (laughs) without my big sweeping (laughs) statements only disabled and chronically ill people that advocate for each other and while that is great to like foster a sense of community and a sense of like belonging and also understanding of your own condition it doesn't really help for wider recognition because until able-bodied people kind of take that up and be like no we should care about this massive group of people like I read a stat the other day that only 20% of clothing is able to be worn by disabled people like across the world doesn't matter what type of disability you have it's basically just not considered in the world we don't think about disabled people we don't care about what their needs are yeah it's still this spectacle kind of thing which is very I mean, it's disturbing. I don't have another word for it. It's fucked up. And in that sense, because I I would assume that a lot of people listening to this would be able-bodied. How do you think that those people can be better allies or better advocates or just like better human beings, I suppose? Maybe that's a bit deep, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, I mean, I think it's important with any sort of allyship there's a way to go about it and I think it's it's difficult because on one side we want to educate able-bodied people or people that want to be allies but at the same time is it our job to spend all our time educating these people because like there was a stage when like my Instagram was quite like popular at the time that I couldn't go on a night out where at least one person would sit down would stand with me or whatever and ask me questions about my skin because they'd seen what I do online and they assumed that they could just ask me whatever they wanted and which is which is great that you're that these people are interested and want to learn but 
I'm not here to sort of take time out of my social time to educate you. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, it's hard, is how do you get that balance between educating and not giving your all to people so that they understand? Did that year off, like, help you find that balance? Yeah, I definitely think it was what I needed. I, I mean, so, I mean, I've always been this way that when I'm, like, my mental health, like, when I'm overwhelmed, the only reaction that my brain has is to just withdraw from it it's why I I didn't finish my GCSEs because it was stressing me out so I was like nope (laughs) I I don't want it anymore (laughs) so I feel like that's what sort of happened I was getting very overwhelmed and I was like I'm not doing it anymore and then once I'd sort of had a bit of time I realized that it was probably for the best because I was giving so much to everyone and I feel like I lost who I really am in the process of trying to be this inspirational like it was just it's really difficult to to manage yourself as a person in the world when you're trying to make a difference like educate people but also also be more than it yeah it's even just like I suppose that's like all encompassing isn't it with the like the idea that like you should be able to get modeling jobs because you're a model and it not be like for a specific type of work in the same way that like you deserve to have an Instagram account that you do what you want on it and the same with Nights Out it's all like all on the same thread isn't it that it's all like impacting where your energy levels are and how much you like have to give to people as opposed to just like existing yeah how have you found that balance now then because you're kind of like back to doing stuff a little bit and like obviously you still exist as yourself so how have you kind of found that balance of doing things um I think the most important thing that I've found is not focusing on as good as it is as a platform Instagram for social media for promoting things and educating people I think it's so easy to get bogged down on the numbers and how many people are interacting with you etc etc that's a whole other issue but I found that as soon as I stopped really caring about the numbers and I tried to post things about my normal life rather than having every post be a EB related post or a mental health related post I like most of my posts have no relevance to EB anymore but I think that's important because I think what I'm trying to to show people is that yes I have a disability yes I have a skin condition but there is a lot more to me I am still just a 22 year old girl who wants to upload selfies and like post pictures of their girlfriend like it doesn't need to be a constant I have EB yeah there's a real pressure to be like profound isn't there that like every post has to be doing something great or like talking to people and it's like no I just want to look hot like can someone just let me (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly I think it's important because I think I found that when I was every post I was doing was EB related or mental health related whatever I found that I only saw myself as this person that had EB I was so concerned by educating people and getting interactions with people and reaching many people that my heart wasn't in it. I was doing what I thought was expected of me. And as soon as I stopped really 
caring that much about it I think I'm happier yeah I may not have as many followers or like get as much interaction like I don't want to be a person that is just promoting one thing I want to be someone that is showing people that you can have a disability and still have a normal life like yeah behind closed doors maybe it's not as fun and games as as it may seem but I also try and get a balance between showing those things I'm very like I try to post things that are like skin related but also not at the same time I'm not very consistent with it it's sort of what I feel like doing that day it's not it's not like oh I haven't done a skin thing in a while let me post something just for the sake of it if you were to do that, that would be as cynical as like the diversity campaigns because it would just be like, I have to do this exactly. on the schedule or whatever. I think that's what I was doing as well. I know this might sound like an obvious question, but it feels like it isn't an obvious question because you speak about how like you withdrew from doing them campaigns and kind of that you stopped doing things on Instagram that you weren't making you so happy. How did you like realise that you wanted to change the way you were doing it or to take a step back from it? I think the reactions that I was getting from my Instagram it wasn't what I wanted it wasn't what I wanted to hear all the time it wasn't I think I just got sick of I don't know if it sounds really bad or like really ungrateful or whatever but I just was really sick of everyone just associating EB with me and that being all that they knew about me and people only really responding to those things like the things about that which if I'm doing something wrong that I should Not at all. it's difficult because I think I just didn't I just didn't like the hundreds of messages that I were getting they were all the same exact same thing like oh you're so inspirational like and I'm just like I'm not though like I'm just posting what I think people want me to post and I mean I think it also has something to do with my mental health wasn't very good so I didn't think I was worthy of people feeling any sort of way about me and I think that definitely played a part. But at the same time, I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, but I am more than that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a middle ground because especially yeah. when you have like a condition or whatever, you want to be you want to be like truthful to your experiences, but not, yeah, like this weird voyeuristic. You don't want to have the voyeuristic gaze of other people on you, but you also want people to understand. So it's like this three-tiered thing where it's like, how do you even begin to wade through that? And I definitely relate to withdrawing. That's also a much easier thing to do. Like I wrote a piece for Vice ages ago about how basically on the internet, I can very easily present as able-bodied and how that's actually like a freeing thing in a way because it's like a bit of escapism. And we've kind of moved quite far away from social media being escapism, which obviously has its perks. Like a lot of people are learning a lot more about a lot of different things, but it's like, who does that emotional labor then fall on? And like, what effects does that have on the marginalized people that are just trying to like live their lives authentically, I suppose? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I agree with that completely. I think that's, that's where the problem is. I can't, I don't think I've quite worked out how to balance it and how to sort of fit myself into it. So I find that sometimes it's just easier just to not fit myself in because it is easier than fitting into the wrong place. Yeah, 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 that makes total sense. Do you think that we are getting to a point where things are improving in terms of like 
visibility or representation or conversations do you think that that is something that is moving forward or do you feel like it is still quite stagnant I don't know because it I guess it depends on the people that in terms of social media for example it depends on who you follow it everything is um it's not catered in my brain it's catered but it's not it's uh no it's it's like tailored to yeah that one so it's like we can feel like there's loads of stuff around chronic illness and disability because we probably follow shitloads yeah. of accounts about it but it's like does that permeate deeper than that well yeah exactly so I guess it's easy to sort of think that the conversation is wider than it is or better than it is like I think we're going in the right direction but I don't know how much I see further other than my own personal experiences in the real world with people dealing with my disability I don't see how other people's disabilities are sort of like responded to I guess all I see is what I have tailored to myself on social media in my world of Instagram it's great the conversation is good but I don't I don't know how much further that goes I think that's the problem with Instagram or social media is that it's very deceiving for example like but when the ele- general election happened, everyone on my social media pages was going for one specific party and it looked like a sure thing. And then obviously you wake up the next day, it's not that result. And you suddenly have that realisation that that's just the bubble that you've associated yourself yeah. with. And I think then that's like a comment on what we were saying, what you were both saying earlier about how like able-bodied people and how if they're not like willing to have this conversation, then that will apply to them on their accounts of like what they will see. And then that manifests itself in that, like, if not many people are following accounts of disabled people's bodies, then that will manifest itself in people coming up to you on a night out and expecting that, like, you owe them that labour. Whereas if like it's a bigger conversation than one person, essentially, and I think that is a good way of looking at like how to be a good ally is to like involve yourself in more than just like one person's conversation because it's like so many happening. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I would also say to that, like, with any type of marginalization, but as we're talking about disability, like, don't just follow accounts that are like educational disability accounts. Like, follow disabled girls that are really into makeup. Follow disabled people that want to be in like fashion or like have a really weird niche interest or like have the style that you like, but they are disabled. Because I think often Instagram is so great, but yeah, it's like what you were saying before we can pigeonhole into being like I want to learn something about this so I'm going to follow this account but then if that person does just try and be like themselves it's like well they're not posting anything that I'm gaining from and it shouldn't be about gain we need to immerse ourselves in like all types of people's feeds that we still like like obviously that are to our interests but are like trans people that are the type of content we want to follow like queer people disabled people non-white people like not just like oh that's a posting an infographic three times a day telling me how I am ableist like that you need to learn that too but you're going to continue your own ableism if you're not like actually immersing our experiences into your life what would you say like makes you hopeful for the future of like disability representation or like if you're having a shit day what makes you feel better um I really do think that we're going in the right direction I think as with any sort of change in society it's a slow one and there's going to be but like 
people are going to do the wrong things we're going to go sort of like up and down and left right and whatever and as long as the conversation is going in the right direction I think as someone with a disability it's all we can sort of maybe that's selling myself short and that not expecting enough from people but I feel like that's that's all we can sort of want from people is to be open and willing to learn and grow and make those changes however small like change you're doing even it's just to like accessibility or whatever just making the world accessible for disabled people in every sense in every like place in the world yeah totally it's just about like intention isn't it like you're saying about people being scared of saying the wrong thing it's not the worst thing in the world to say the wrong thing as long as you're trying to do the right thing and you're mindful of the fact you might say the wrong thing if that makes sense yeah yeah exactly I think it's okay to be wrong it's okay to as long as you're not saying it with malicious uh intent then I think it's okay to say the wrong thing I'm sure I've said the wrong thing before even to do with disabilities just because I have a disability doesn't mean that I know everything about disabilities and I can speak for everybody that is disabled that's not that's never what I've claimed to be 